In a world where we are more connected than ever, human connection is in short supply. The world is a noisy, frenzied place and content has saturated our info-addled neural pathways. So let's get reconnected. Let's choose to add the experience of connection and change and to stand apart from the messy, the mediocre and the mayhem. Welcome to the Human Connection Experience podcast, where it's all about using content to create change and connection. Whether it's connecting your audience to your business, connecting your team with your organization, or creating content to connect to yourself, this is the place to be. Hi guys, it's Joe Giffords here. Welcome back to episode 12 of the Human Connection Experience podcast. Uh, it's April 2020. We've just had the weirdest Easter weekend ever where it feels like the whole world is like an empty film set. It's just bizarre at the moment. Um, so wherever you are and, you know, however you are, I'm thinking of you and hoping that you are doing all that you can to stay connected to yourself and to do what you need to do to ride through this super tricky, challenging time, which is also throwing us lots of opportunities for personal expansion and discovery. It certainly is over here in my part of the world. So today this is episode 12 and I am bringing you the wisdom today of someone who is absolutely incredible at creating really meaningful human connection and his name is Michael Roderick. Michael Roderick is a brilliant, brilliant human and he is talking to us today about the art of active listening. Now, back in episode five of this podcast, you can scooch back at some point, I talk about the art of listening and how it's important. And Michael really talks to us about active listening and how to do that and some actual tips and tricks and practical things you can do while you are in an important conversation or in fact any conversation because most most of them are important if we're engaging with people, how to listen actively. Now I first met Michael via um, a mutual friend of ours, the wonderful Jason Van Orden and they were on a Facebook Live together and Michael is one of those people who really walks the walk with connection and you know he made it clear to all of Jason's friends on this Facebook live to reach out and he'd be in contact and Michael is someone who really does get back in contact with you but does it in a super meaningful way and we've been in contact now for um, a couple of years we've been in each other's networks we sort of check in on each other we share what we're up to we share interesting things that we're doing and Michael's skill at connecting people, adding value and really nurturing his network is something that is absolutely phenomenal to be part of. It's really inspiring. And to be part of, of his network is a real privilege because Michael actually writes an email every single day to his audience. And he is also one of the most prolific storytellers um, and someone who is so brilliant at harnessing every part of of their life you know Michael writes about his incredible portfolio career and writes these really fabulously interesting stories every day via email and he's someone whose emails I, I always look forward to reading whose connection I'm always happy to you know be inspired by and to 
and to sort of catch up with. And uh, there's very few people like that who genuinely add not only the most incredible value to their network, but also generously open up their network and make those connections. So for example, when he bought, um, you know, my book, Brilliant Signition, and, and my, and when this podcast started, Michael was, you know, one of the first to be out there tagging people in the posts of other people he thought who would like it, and then connecting me with people who we should have conversations with. And so when you learn about listening to other people, listening to who they are, what they are, what they do, what they're all about, you can make some incredibly powerful connections. And the intelligence of a combined network is absolutely huge. When you have people around the world at your fingertips that you know you can reach out to, you can call on, you can ask for favours, you can offer favours, you can do all those things without any awkwardness, without any, oh, but I haven't emailed them back since last time and I feel, like there's no transactional thing, it just feels natural, it feels like it's in flow, it feels like it comes from the heart and so Michael is one of these humans. Let me just read you a little bit about Michael from his website, Small Pond Enterprises. So Michael is a founder and CEO of Small Pond. Uh, so smallpondenterprises.com when Michael went from high school teacher to Broadway producer in under two years, people started to ask him how he managed it. Michael began his career as a high school English teacher before producing off-Broadway and then on-Broadway. This combination of experience in the arts and entrepreneurship led to Michael starting an arts incubator program to teach more artists about building and growing their own businesses. Eventually, he decided to develop a workshop on networking, which grew into a full-time consulting practice, and that became Small Pond Enterprises. Michael took a short break to work as the VP of Operations and as a Director of Business Development for an NYC educational tech startup, which introduced him to the New York startup community. Most recently, Michael founded the Connecting Connectors Conference, as you can see, he is an incredible guy and I'm proud to call Michael my friend. And I'm gonna hand the mic over to him because Michael has has recorded especially for us. And you know, for you guys, my audience, this segment on active listening, and I'm gonna jump back in at the end. Enjoy. Hello to the folks in Joe's community. Uh, I am Michael Roderick, I run a Little company called Small Pond Enterprises. And uh, Joe asked me to talk to you all a little bit today about a topic that I think is uh, very often overlooked when it comes to the world of relationship building uh, and connecting with people. And it is uh, something that we all we all can do. We all have uh, we all have the ability to do it, but uh, it tends to cause a lot of challenges for people. And that particular topic is active listening. Uh, now, notice I didn't say listening. Uh, we we all can we all can listen to people. Uh, we we all. Um, can pay attention to what somebody's uh, to what somebody's saying, uh, but active listening is where we are really truly one hundred percent present uh, while listening to somebody else speak, or uh, while listening to uh, even a recording of somebody else speak. Now, 
here's what I'll say about this particular topic because it definitely causes a lot of challenges for people. Basically, our brains operate uh, in three areas. We are either um, living in the past, uh, where our brains are basically going and reflecting back on experiences that we've had and moments that that have happened, things that happened earlier in the day, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, or living in the present where we are 100% in the moment and uh, noticing things and seeing things and it's all happening in the now. Uh, and then the last one is our brains are in the future where we're thinking about the things that we're about to do, the things that we're going to do, uh, the things that could possibly happen, the things that uh, can cause uh, challenges as we continue through through a particular process. And what tends to happen uh, and what ends up being the enemy of active listening is the fact that very, very often we end up taking the active listening time that we have and either uh, being thrown into the past uh, or thrust into the future uh, as somebody else is speaking. So here's how easy this is. If I were to, in this conversation, say to you, take a moment to think about how your morning went, uh, a number of you right now, as you're listening to this, would start thinking uh, about what the morning was like. And in, very, in many cases, you'd actually start replaying it in your brain. So if right after I had said, think about your morning, I said something very, very important, there was a very, very good chance that you actually missed it, uh, that you actually would not hear it because you were living in the past. You were thinking about what were you doing uh, this morning. In fact, there are some people who, as I'm speaking right now, are still thinking about what they were doing this morning, still playing that within their, within their heads. Same thing as if I say, think about what you are hoping to be doing uh, a number of days from now. Uh, and I mentioned, you know, what is a, an obligation that you have coming up later today? The same thing. Your brain will start to move into the future. You'll start picturing those things and you will uh, be less focused on what I am saying right now in the here and now. So it's very, very easy. You just saw just through that small interchange, and this is, this is an audio recording, you saw through that small interchange how easy it is for our brains to slip either forward uh, into the future or back into the past as opposed to remaining in the present. So now if we add on the additional layer of another person adding to that, that dynamic, well, there's a very, very good chance that we're going to miss out on conversation. There's a very, very good chance that somebody's going to say something that's going to trigger us to think either into the future or into the past, and we're not going to be in the present listening to them and hearing what it is that they're saying. And an example that I often use uh, is of a client who once came to me who was really frustrated that a deal uh, didn't happen. And uh, they told me about the initial interaction with the person and the person showed up and basically said, you know, I am so sorry I'm late. Uh, I uh, was late dropping off my daughter to practice and I, I just, I'm so sorry I, I wasn't able to, to make it on time. 
And this person uh, just said, okay, well, let's, let's get started and went right into their presentation. And basically what they were doing is they were thinking about the future. They were thinking about in the future, I want to sell this person and I want to, I want to get them to know about my product or service. Whereas if they were in the moment and allowing themselves to actively listen, they would have realized that the most important thing to this person at this time was the fact that they felt embarrassed and they felt sorry or upset that they were late and that they had a daughter and that daughter was doing something. So, so this person could have deepened the relationship very, very easily by just asking a very simple question of, oh, how old's your daughter? Or, oh, what practice did you bring her to? And the interesting thing just from a social dynamic is this would have calmed down the, the energy of the meeting. This person is rushing in and then uh, they're suddenly pushed into making a sales decision or thinking of a, about a product or a service. It's natural that they're not going to be able to really make that work. It's natural that it's going to be a challenge for them or an issue for them. So by just asking how, how is this person doing, by just asking something and sort of slowing down that energy, that could have changed the entire interaction. Now, that's a very, very simple example, but we all will run into this. And I want to stress that active listening is something that we have to take the time to practice. But there are ways of slowing down our brains so that we're not constantly sort of living in the living in the future or living in the past so that we're not constantly finding ourselves saying well wait a second what did the person just say and needing to uh, ask more questions or in some cases be living so much in the past and be so distracted by the past idea that this person just gave us a very very valuable very very important piece of information and we completely skipped over it and we didn't listen to it and we didn't think about it so here's one thing that I find is really, really effective. And uh, I will stress that if you decide to use this method, it's important to let people know that you're going to use this method. Um, and the method is take out a notebook and actually write notes while you're listening to someone, while you're talking to them. So, so the thing that this does is it slows the brain down because you can't possibly be writing notes on what this person is saying and be thinking about something else at the exact same, at the exact same time. It's really, really difficult to do. So when you're writing those notes, not only are you giving yourself a whole batch of information that's going to be useful down the line when you are connecting with that person, so now you have more of a profile of them, but you're also slowing down your brain so that you can actively listen, so that you can really, really pay attention. Another thing that uh, I would suggest is whenever you are doing this kind of experience virtually, do your best to make sure that there are not things that will distract you within your environment because any sort of uh, ping, email, message, anything that comes through on sort of this push notification side of things can very, very easily take you right out of the conversation, put you into either the past of what you were talking about with the person on that email that day 
or into the future of what you're hoping to get accomplished later. And the next thing you know, you've actually lost the, the richness of the conversation and you haven't been able to actively listen. So really important if you're trying to focus on active listening to do the best that you can to eliminate uh, significant distractions. So if you're meeting someone and you're meeting them, let's say you're meeting them at, uh, at a coffee shop or you're meeting them somewhere, uh, you might wanna think about where is an environment that isn't going to be prone to lots of, lots of distractions. You probably don't wanna take a meeting in the middle uh, of, a crowded, of a crowded space. Uh, obviously, at, at this time and in time this is being recorded in the world, there's not really much of an option uh, to be out in a crowded space. But uh, in the future, when there are the possibilities of being in a crowded space, it's not going to be optimal for conversation, right? Because uh, there's going to be all these other conversations happening around you. Uh, now, if you're doing it virtually, again, think about your environment. So if you are having a virtual conversation and you want to be good when it comes to the active listening, have your notebook, make sure that you don't have any notifications coming in during that particular time. Uh, and obviously this, uh, you know, there are emergencies. So I am not saying keep everything, you know, keep everything off in terms in terms of your settings. And if somebody's trying to get a hold of you in an emergency situation, too bad. Uh, what I'm saying is that there are a lot of distractions. There are a lot of things that aren't going to really matter if you answer them now or later if you're talking to somebody and you want to keep those things uh, to the side. It's always good to have some sort of emergency number or some sort of thing that can always get through to you uh, no matter what, uh, if, if that ends up being the case. But the more that you create an environment in which you're able to fully and completely focus on individuals and do this active listening, the more you're going to be able to help, uh, the more you're going to be able to support others. And there's an emotional component two of this because the other person is going to uh, what we like to refer to as feel felt, right? Uh, so very, very often we will tell somebody something and it could be a very emotional, very, very powerful thing for us. And if they don't respond in a way that makes us feel like they understand or that they're listening to us, it can really damage the relationship. It can really change the relationship. And the last thing you want is for somebody to bring something up, feel like you just jumped back into the past or jump forward into the future, be zoned out or distracted for a block of time while they're still talking about that emotional thing. And they get to this, um, the, the climax of this emotion and talk to you about how they're feeling or what their you know, issues are. And you're still so distracted that you say, uh-huh, or oh, or wow, that's bad, um, when you're not sure if it's, if it's bad or whatever the scenario is. And the last thing you want is for somebody to feel like you weren't listening to them. Now, I'm going to talk about the fact that we're all human and we will have these mistakes. We will have instances where we are trying to do this kind of thing and we're trying to actively listen and we've got our notepad and we're, we're following all the rules and, and we're still going to get hit with it. So, so I want to be very, very clear that this is not an aspect of, 
you are just going to be perfect when it comes to active listening. Uh, it takes time and everybody, including myself, uh, will have moments where we're not active listening anymore, where we're living in the past or living in the future. I will tell you this now. If at any point in a conversation you become distracted and you're thinking of something else and you don't actually hear what the other person is saying, it is much, 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 much less rude to say, I am really sorry. I miss that. Uh, could you repeat it? And rather than have them tell you something and respond in a way that doesn't match what it is that they just said. And obviously, there are all sorts of variations on this. There are all sorts of different ways to think about it. If you are distracted in the moment, you can even say, I'm so sorry, I, I was just distracted by something that you said. Can we go back a few steps? And most people will. Most people are not going to find that to be rude or mean or, or obnoxious or any of those different types of things. Most people are going to find it to be very uh, polite and thoughtful, right? So in your work, this is something that you can work on every single day. You can ask yourself at the end of any meeting that you're having, any conversation that you're having, was I actively listening? Was I really, truly paying attention to that individual? And if you weren't, you want to ask yourself, what were your triggers? What caused you to jump back into the past or jump forward into the future? What were the things that you heard? And if you know what your triggers are, if you know those, those moments that are going to cause you to stop paying attention to the other individual, you can start to plan for those in the future. So in future conversations, you can know, oh, if they mention this, I often go into a tangent about this or I think about this particular topic. So I'm going to be prepared that if I hear about it, I'm just going to let it go or I'm going to make a note about it and I'm going to move on and I'm going to keep actively listening. So with any luck, uh, those of you who are uh, listening have actively listened uh, through, this, uh, through this whole presentation and uh, gotten the material that uh, you need out of it to help you in your own in your own journey of being better at active listening and uh, if you have any questions uh, always feel free to uh, reach out I'm sure Joe will put our contact info and in, in all of these uh, you know uh, pages and all that kind of stuff uh, so thank you again for taking the time I hope that you found this helpful uh, again this is Mike Rotter from Small Pond Enterprises and I will talk to you all next time So there we have it, Michael's wisdom on active listening. I certainly took away so many things from what he was saying and I would love to hear what your takeaways were. So make sure you reach out to both myself and Michael. You could find Michael on smallpondenterprises.com. You can also find him on Twitter at Michael Roderick. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Joe Gifford. And I would love for you to share how you might be using those active listening skills in your human connection. And do, of course, go and say hi to Michael. Um, feedback to me, what you thought. And also just how you're doing, how you're using human connection and 
you know, how are you connecting as a human right now in these crazy times? How are you using content to connect with your audience? How are you connecting with your family and friends? These are super interesting times when everything as we knew it have been thrown up in the air and it's time to get really innovative. So that's it from me. I'll see you next week for episode 13. Thank you for letting me into your ears. It's always a pleasure and I'll see you soon. Bye.